Podcast One, Mary, the Mother of Jesus. Hi, and welcome to our brand new Bible series on Who Are You? And that is really an intimate study that's going to look at the life and the significance of characters from the Bible. Um, Sometimes uh, we forget, I think, some of the characters from the Bible. We read over things quickly. Maybe we look at so-and-so did this and -and so-and-so was with Jesus here. And it's all great, but we don't really stop and consider who those people were. Yeah. And uh, for me, everybody that is in the Bible is significant. Mm-hmm. They've been authorised to be there for some reason. And um, it's just as a desire of my heart, really, to go back over some of these people and find out not only who they were and their significance, but also what can we learn from them. And I think that that's all very relevant. Yeah. Um, so today we're going to start our first study and we're going to look at Mary, the mother of Jesus. And um, <clears throat> so I just want to start off by saying, look, look really at who was Mary. And uh, well, we know biblically that uh, Mary was a Galilean Jew from Nazareth. We know that from Luke 3, verse 23 to 38. Um, so she was a local girl. <laughs> she was a, a girl that was known in that area. And we do know biblically, too, that she was betrothed to Joseph And we know that biblically she was a virgin until full marriage, which was the custom at the time. Um, And we know that her marriage must have occurred sometimes after Jesus was born. Uh, We know that because in Matthew 1 verse 25 or Luke 1 verse 26, we know, we hear the the famous story there about, um, you know, the birth of Jesus. And we just skim over sometimes the details like, well, here comes Mary and Joseph on a donkey. She was pregnant. She was a virgin. um, And hey, presto, she had a baby. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And sometimes, don't we, we skim over that story. Um, But it would be very possible under the culture and the custom of those times to be married and a virgin because the understanding and the custom of marriage in those days was that you were betrothed first and you were betrothed for a period of time which was like an engagement I suppose a modern day engagement and then you would have had married Uh, then you would have got married and then you would have had intimacy. Mm -hmm. Um, So from that scripture, we learn that she was probably in the betrothal stage of her union with Joseph. um, And that is why she was a virgin. Um, So the fact then that she became pregnant um, was a miracle and was really the foundation of that whole story about the birth of Jesus. I want to say that as we go through these studies, um, I will be letting you know that when we start looking um, at some of the the truths and some of the facts that are based on biblical knowledge, uh, we will be also looking and mingling in with that um, things that would have probably occurred because of custom Mm. or because of culture. Um, But I will be letting you know when when that is because it's really important to us that as we study and look at these situations and look at these people that we just don't make assumptions outside of the word of God so um, when we look at the factual concept of of these people we are talking about it as absolute truth simply because it is written in the word of God And if I bring in anything else that is from historical context, is from cultural context, or is from from, um, culture or traditional Mm. context, then I will let you know. 
okay that's really important that i say yeah. that because yeah. um the word is infallible in our eyes um and that would be our gauge for truth mm. yeah Okay, so we do know <clears throat> that as with the custom of the time, we've talked about her being betrothed to, to um, Joseph, but she would have been betrothed due to the custom um, at a very, very early mm. age. And I know for us that probably doesn't sit well, mm. does it, in yeah. this day yeah. and age? Um, but it, she would have actually uh, probably be, been betrothed under Jewish culture around the age of 13 to 15 years of age. Mm. Um, so that's kind of difficult for mm. us on a human level, mm. isn't it? To yeah. think about her being betrothed. I know I have children, girls that age, and the thought of them being betrothed mm. to marriage is quite hard to swallow. Yeah. But within the culture, because their lifespan also wasn't huge, um, you know, they were betrothed and mm. married off at a much earlier age. So um, we know that that's probably what she was. She was probably younger rather than older. Mm. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> we do know from Mark 6 verse 3 that Mary was identified in the word of God um, under the peasant class. And we know that because the peasant class um, during these biblical times were around 80% tradesmen. So if you were a tradesman, if you were a carpenter, if you were somebody that made things, a peddler, um, <clears throat> or if you fix something, then basically you were predominantly classed as a peasant. Mm. And we do know that from scripture because she went to go and do the census. Yeah. 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 And we know then that, that that would have been documented. And so we know mm. that from Mark 6. We also know about Mary that she actually went on to have other children with Joseph um, and we see that specifically in Matthew 13, verse 55. Um, she, they're actually, some of her children are actually named after Jesus. Mm. So Jesus obviously was her firstborn. Yeah. She was a virgin. Um, and then we went on to have James and Joseph, Jude and Simon. And they were mentioned and they are named in scripture. Um, but it's possibly... And it's possibly, it's very possible rather that she would have gone on to have other children mm. and possibly even daughters yeah. um, because um, the idea and the concept of family um, during that time was a, was an extended family. Yeah. And we'll, look, we'll come back to that um, later on in this study. But it is very possible she went on to have many children. Mm. Um, but we definitely know about James, um, Joseph, Jude and Simon because they are mentioned in scripture. Yeah. Um, again, now let's introduce a cultural, um, a cultural, a cultural thought, um, rather than a biblical one, and that is that I think it's safe to say from the accounts of the Gospels that Mary lived in a very difficult, had a very difficult life, yeah. um, simply because she lived in a very oppressive time that was under Roman occupation mm. and Roman rule. And although her specific circumstances and hardships aren't particularly mentioned in the word of God, um, just by the very nature of what mm. she lived through, I think that that would have been possibly been, been a life that wasn't straightforward yeah. or privileged. Yeah. She was nomadic for a lot of that, possibly. Yeah. Um, and obviously she was under, I mean, her son was the proclaimed Messiah. Yeah. So there's a lot of persecution. Mm -hmm. and, I, and we do know that she, she was with Jesus for a lot of that time. Mm. Um, so wherever he was persecuted, she would have been around for that. Mm. So there is a big possibility about that. But we, I think it's safe to say that we can make that assumption that her life was not a life of privilege mm. and ease. Yeah. Um, that she was actually living in an oppressive regime. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, we do know from Luke 1 verse 27 and from Genesis 22 verse 18 that she was highly favoured by mm, God. We, yeah. we, we have that identification of her, don't we, in the word. And she was actually, if you think about it, chosen to fulfil Old Testament prophecy about the coming of the Messiah. Yeah. And so we just read that story very quickly mm. Met, there was mary on a donkey with joseph and she had a baby yeah and then we kind of think well that's lovely that's done um but we don't consider that in the grandioso yeah. hugeness of god that she was actually chosen and mm. favored by god this very young mm. very simple very local girl um that could have appeared completely insignificant mm. and irrelevant even she wasn't a powerful a speaker or had a huge role in society yet because she was only young mm. she didn't really have a lot of life experience under her belt yeah. um, but basically she was chosen by god yeah. to fulfill old testament prophecy about the coming of the mm. messiah and um, we have to remember that that's actually quite yeah. an important mm. point as we think about um, who this woman was yeah we know <clears throat> from luke 1 verse 28 to 35 and mark 15 21 to 41 that she was present at the birth and the death of jesus yeah. i mean good to hear that she was at the birth yeah <laughs> yeah definitely <clears throat> excuse me um <clears throat> but she was also present at his beginning and at his yeah. end yeah. and that's going to become mm. significant to us as we go through the story mm. and through the study um, we know too factually from the bible that mary had natural relatives who were part of the ministry of jesus like i said um clans or mm. societies mm. were built predominantly upon families actually yeah. a lot of the time during those times during that, that part of that cultural um reality was that um you know they flock together mm. and we do know that she had natural relatives and natural family kin who were part of the ministry of jesus so we know things like um in john 19 verse 25 <clears throat> we know that her cousin elizabeth was john the baptist's mother yeah so we know that yeah. and we also know that her sister is mentioned in john 19 okay so it would be no big surprise that there would be extended natural family mm, yeah, yeah. in her life and also in the ministry of jesus yeah and if you think about that if you think about your natural family um if you think about your auntie for example mm. an aunt that you have just think that she was chosen by the most high god mm. to fulfill prophecy mm. and that your cousin that you used to pull his hair and chase him around the, the the lake with throwing stones at him is actually the messiah yeah yeah and so there would have been this whole dynamic uh, a conflict almost maybe between natural family and the kin of, of brotherhood in christ yeah. um and i know that that that's going to come up as we consider mm. this study yeah Another thing that we do know uh, from scripture is that Joseph probably died before Jesus started his public ministry. And we are making that assumption, even though it is not directly said in scripture, we are making that assumption because he is never mentioned after a certain point. He's yeah. never mentioned um, in the actual ministry and adult life of Jesus. Mm. Um but we do know um, that Mary is mentioned, obviously, in the life of Jesus. But she was also taken care of as widows would yeah. have been. Yeah. 
So there's no talk about a patriarchal and matriarchal life mm. where, you know, he goes home to his mum and dad's house yeah. or he goes to his parents mm. or he met them at, at the temple for mm. sacrifice mm. And, for, and for festivals. There is no dialogue or concept of a father anymore. Yeah. And a natural father anymore. But we do know that Mary is, in, in, in biblical terms, is described in the same way that widows would have been taken care mm. of. Because within that culture, widows and the elderly singles mm. were taken care of spectacularly. Yeah. Okay, that's just part of their culture. Um, so we do know that Mary did live throughout the whole life of Jesus and beyond because she was at the crucifixion. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so that's we can read about that in Mark 3, verse 31, and John 2, verse 1 to 12. So, can we see we're starting to build a little picture here? Yeah, yeah, definitely. We also know from Acts 1, verse 14, and I love this one, that she was part of the upper room community mm. of the 120. Wow, so here comes this, this wow. little girl, yeah, yeah <laughs> from Galilee, and then she's chosen by the most high God. Um, this insignificant young child, really, mm. to birth the Messiah. She then has this whole relationship with him where she has to navigate her mm. natural son and the Messiah. Yeah. And then she's present then at his crucifixion. But then she goes on to be part of his legacy. Yeah. Wow. And wow. she outlives her natural son. And she's part of the upper room community of the 120. Oh, wow. I love that, yeah, don't that's you? That's amazing. We do know, biblically, that she disappears from Scripture after Pentecost. We don't hear about her biblically yeah. after then. Um, and her life is not recorded and she's not mentioned again after Pentecost. Um, so, again, here I want to bring in a thought that's not biblical. But there is no biblical reference of, to her death. We know that. Um, actually, there is some um, some hints of that in the Apocrypha, which is the what the Catholic Bible introduces. They're, they are known as extra books of the Bible. Mm. Um, as believers that believe the, the word of God is um, absolutely holy, we don't believe in, mm. in or, or accept the Apocrypha as sacred. Yeah. Okay, we can read them as historical for historical value. Yeah. We can read them for information mm. and we can read them for consideration. We're not saying that they're, they're not allowed, mm. but we don't take them as sacred and we don't take them as, as infallible. Right. Yeah. Okay, but there are some references within those writings to Mary um after jesus um but they're things that we would not consider as a sacred yeah so we'd be careful that's yeah, what we're saying yeah, we'd be yeah. careful with them um so there is no biblical reference to her death but what we can assume is that she either lived on in jerusalem in the community there mm. in the early church that was birthed yeah. at pentecost and she lived out a peaceful life there mm. Okay, and that she wasn't martyred or persecuted, but she lived an, an enjoyable life there. Yeah. Or she went with John to Ephesus, okay, um, and which is in modern day Turkey, and was part of the Ephesus community there until her natural death. Mm. And in John 19, verse 26, 27, there's a scripture to consider there. Mm. So we do know that um, upon his death, Jesus did turn to John and basically say, take care of my mother yeah. look after her yeah. and so it is possible that as he then went to Ephesus to establish the church there that she might have gone with mm. him 
and then died a natural death. Yeah. But we don't know that biblically. Yeah. Um, there is uh, there is um, sort of uh, inklings of that in histo- historical Christian writings and um, in church history. Um, but again, we do not know that yeah. as, as gospel mm. truth yeah. from the word of God. Okay, so I just want to say again, because it's important that as we look at um, all our Bible characters in our Who Are You series, um, there are going to be times when we talk about things that is not that are not biblically recorded, Mm -hmm. as we've done in in this section so far. Um, They might have come from ancient writings. They might come from historical assumptions based upon strong cultural practices or religious legends Mm. because things get handed down through time. Um, But they are not to be taken as absolutes. They're just considerations based on culture. And I just want to keep saying Mm. that because it is very important to us that we keep the purity and the sanctity of the word of God. Yeah. 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 Okay, so there's just a few little little background bits there, bricks in the wall, mm. if you like, mm. um, foundations of some that are going to bring us a little bit of understanding about mm. Mary. Yeah. Um, but there are some things there, aren't there, that maybe we hadn't considered. Yeah, definitely. So, what do you think? Was there anything there that that you hadn't considered? Yeah, I think I hadn't realised that Joseph probably died before. Mm. Jesus started the public ministry. Yeah. I think now thinking about it, it seems really obvious, <laughs> but I'd never considered that. Yeah. Um, and I think also what you were saying at the end about Mary and how there's no mention of her after Pentecost. Yes. Again, now that you've said it, that seems very obvious, but I've just never considered that. Mm. Or you read the Bible and you don't think, well, what happened to Mary after that? Where did she right. go? What did she do? Mm. Um, so, yeah, I find that really interesting that we tend to just focus more on Jesus yes, rather than, mm. well, what about Mary? What mm-hmm. happened to her? And yeah. What was her life like? Yeah. And as yeah. we go into the next section, which is what can we learn from Mary? We are going to touch more on that relationship mm. that she yeah. had with Jesus. Mm. Um, and I find that quite exciting, mm. actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think the thing that struck me was that she was in the upper room yeah. uh, for the, the day of Pentecost. Yeah. So she actually followed everything that Jesus went through. Yeah, it was Uh, her experience too. It was. Mm. But how do you see that then as a mother? Mm. You know, she must have had to come to a point, well, she did, didn't she, when he said, um, I'm about my father's business. Yes. I don't need to be about yours sort of thing, uh, very firmly. (laughs) And, you know, that must have been quite hard for her because your children are always your children. Right. But... She knew that there was purpose there, didn't well, she? Well, that's a great link, Claire. Thank you. Really oh. good, great, great link. Because that's what we're going to, exactly what right. we're going to look at now. And <clears throat> what we what can we really learn from Mary? Because the people are mentioned in the Bible not just for effect. Mm-hmm. They they're not extras in the in the massive movie. You know, they're not just there just to fill space. Yeah. <laughs> Every single person has some biblical mm. and spiritual significance for us because that's why they are in there. Yeah. And um, it doesn't matter if we know their name, if there is a lot of information mm. about them, or we don't know anything. Mm. Simply by their presence in the sacredness of the word of God means that it is relevant. Mm, yeah. And so absolutely, we're going to look at now what can we learn yeah. from the life of Mary. Well, I think the first thing I want to say is that Mary was not the one who blessed. 
Yeah. And I think you'll you'll see where I'm going with this in a minute. Um, but basically, she was supremely blessed by God. Mm. Okay, yeah. so we don't have a, a picture of Mary in the Word of God as one who ministered as Jesus simply because you know she was his mum. Mm. And um, you know, it's like I have a daughter who's a dancer. Well, just because I'm present at all competitions and shows and exams doesn't mean that I am a dancer. Yeah. I am the mother of a dancer. Yeah. And it's the same sort of principle there, that there was a separation in in um, movement and activity, um, that she wasn't familiar mm. with him in that, be- simply because she was his mother. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so she wasn't the one who blessed, but she was the one biblically who was supremely blessed by mm. God. And she was the human recipient of grace and favor of God. Mm, yeah. And we can put in there Genesis 22, verse 18, and Luke 1, verse 48. And I think I really want to echo that and really, you know, make that an important point about what we can learn from Mary. Mm. Because we know what Mary became to man. Yes. And here we've got the situation where this, we've, we've already learned, haven't we, biblically, the truth yes the truth of the matter is you had this almost child Mm. that was just a human being that was chosen by god to bring about the the fullness of the prophecy of the coming of the messiah she then had this amazing life with jesus Mm. and was access to all that he was yes but what man-made religion has done is that Mary has been made an object of worship by humans and religious intervention and she's been misconstrued as a mystical fountain of grace and blessings. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Um, And that was not the intention of God. So the Mary that we go to statues of today and rub her feet so that we are healed mm. is a very different Mary to the one that walked with God mm. with Jesus. Yeah. Yeah? yeah. And so somehow this this woman has become bigger than God mm, in yeah. a lot of ways, yeah. or equal. Mm. Yeah. And she has been made um her position has been changed by humanness. And what's happened is, is that she has been made the one who blesses rather than just be a human vessel mm-hmm. that is, was the reciprocation of, of the blessings of yeah. God. And I think that that's quite shocking, yeah. really, yeah. Yes. Um, about how that elevation has happened mm-hmm. um, over time and why that actually yes. has happened. Yeah. yeah. So Mary is actually never ever portrayed in scripture as a source or a giver of grace yeah yes Mm -hmm. never um she was simply a woman who was chosen and blessed by the grace of god for service and we know that in luke 11 verse 27 and 28 so somehow there has been um a misconception um there's been an alteration there has been They've taken something pure Mm -hmm. and they've made it into something different. Um, But I do know that the, the, the Mary of those faiths and the Mary of walking with Jesus were very different mm. people. Mm. Yeah? Yeah. Um, so we do know that Mary was humble. We know that. And she maintained a very low profile throughout Jesus' life and yeah. ministry, even though she was his mother. Yeah. Yes. And you'd think, wouldn't you, that if 
she was the the mother of the messiah mm. that she'd get front row seats yeah wouldn't yeah. you she'd yeah. have dispensation she'd have extra benefits mm. she'd yeah. have privilege but we don't get that indication from scripture at all no. no what we get from scripture is that she kept quite a low profile we're told a lot of times that when jesus was doing amazing miracles and things she was simply there yeah okay yeah. we will look at in a minute um, her interactions with jesus in the supernatural but basically she was a humble lowly person yeah. and she didn't um, demand a space in his divine mm. and we need to remember that yeah. because there's something that's gone wrong over time and humanness yeah. within that um, and that can add to a wrong concept of who she was mm. and her purpose mm. um, we do know that mary is actually only mentioned in three situations in the ministry of jesus after of course his birth and his yeah. childhood but actually in his service yeah. he's uh, she's only mentioned three times being with him and the first one was at the wedding in cana mm. where he performed his first miracle of turning the water into wine and we can see that in john 2 verse 3 okay so here we go they've gone to this wedding we know from the scripture that mary is actually kind of like the host yeah okay she's hosting it mm. and she gets a bit fussy because she think thinks oh no we're going to run out of wine so in her humanness she thinks well it's okay i've got jesus here so I'll, I'll I'll go and see what he says, you know. So yeah. she goes to Jesus and sort of says, you know, we're not going to have enough wine. Um, really, maybe even indicating you're the divine, do something about it. Yeah. So there's maybe a familiarity, yeah. a leaning mm -hmm. on, on who he is to basically save her. Yeah. Because it was a big deal to host any sort of public event, certainly weddings. And, you know, maybe that was a level mm -hmm. of humanness yeah. in her. Um, and we do know, um, as you said earlier, Claire, is that Jesus did rebuke her mm. and he rebuked her gently. He didn't come down heavy on her. He did rebuke her gently the same way, actually, as he did in Luke 2, verse 49, which was when he was a child and mm. she couldn't find him. Do you yeah. remember? He yeah. ran away yeah. and she couldn't find him and he was in the temple. Yeah. Do you remember? Yeah. And so she went looking for him as a child. And then when she found him, she kind of scolded him. And then he yeah. told her, you know. You, this is who I am. Yeah, yeah. I'm in my father's house taking yeah. care of business. Yeah. yeah. So we have two times there in the life of Jesus where he gently rebukes her. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really, really interesting. Yeah. Um, and what happened is in that time is that, so, meanwhile, back in Cana at the wedding when he rebukes her, what she did in that situation was that she didn't rise up and mm. have an argument mm. with him well i'm your mother you know mm, yeah that's what i would do <laughs> um would rise up. well i'm your mother you know yeah. she didn't none of that she actually submitted to him mm, yeah. yeah yeah and she submitted to him as her lord mm, and yeah. i think that is where the understanding really kicks in yeah, for us yeah, yeah. that here you have the familiarity of a child because there must have been that relationship mm, between yeah. her and jesus yeah. she fed him she yeah. changed his nappy, nappies she took bathed him yeah. you know she took care of all the the natural human elements of motherhood um but yet there came a time when he was prevalent as her lord yeah. not her child yeah and she didn't usurp any parental authority in any way 
And that tells me a lot about her character and it tells me an awful lot about her understanding yes. of who he was mm -hmm. and his purpose. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. And so, yes, we know that she was his mother, but ultimately mm. he was her Lord. Yeah. yeah. And that really, to me, mm. comes alive at the wedding at yeah. Cana. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. It's quite awesome, that really, yeah, isn't it? it? Is. I mean, I don't think naturally that's an easy transition to mm. make in our thinking about um, your child being mm. the Messiah. Yeah. I mean, it's going to take a lot of death Gosh, yes. in yourself to yeah. to not sort of get carried away with that, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And, but... But God must have known that, yes. that her personality and character would serve that. Mm, and yes. that's why she was chosen. Yes. Amazing. Wow. It is amazing. And you can imagine, can't you, that that must have been a journey for her to come to understand that. Mm. Um, I mean, we don't hear about that. No. In that we don't hear Mary talking about how God spoke to her, mm. apart from when the angel came to right. visit her. Yeah. But that must have been her journey. Mm. Yes. To come into the understanding. Yeah, yeah definitely. Wow. Mm. wow. So we're seeing this, um, <clears throat> we're seeing, aren't we, this different type, maybe this different type of understanding. Yeah. And it's ironic, isn't it, that somebody who had such humility and somebody who understood actually quite intense, deep spiritual truths, i.e. your child is not a child, he's the Messiah, mm. Um, would be so elevated as almost a god mm, or, yeah. a, or a semi-god or yeah. a demigod, yeah? yeah? As one to be worshipped. Yes. And I just wonder how she would have felt about that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think she would have been okay about that. Yeah. Because she walked in such a life that was lowly and humble yeah. and she had great understanding. Mm. And she was able to submit yes. to his lordship. And um, it's kind of, it is ironic mm. that that person would be elevated by man to a place of worship mm. yeah, yeah. Wow. interesting so we know that mary didn't get preferential treatment or access to jesus um because he was her son we know that yeah. okay she totally understood his lordship and i think that that helped her or must have helped her at his crucifixion yeah definitely. yeah um because so that she was not completely destroyed no. by the murder of her son mm. Um, you know that in any movie that you watch or in any fear that you have in the middle of night as a mother is the destruction and death of your mm. children. Yeah. The fear. That's where mm. really fear comes mm. alive, isn't it? Mm. And um, I just think that there's not a great detail in scripture about how she responded to the crucifixion. Mm. And one of the things that, that I, I considered as I put this study together is that you get such a sense of Mary at the crucifixion mm. that it's all about Jesus. Yeah. It's not really about her. Yeah. And if you like, she's probably the, the closest person left behind yeah. mm. um, on the earth um, when he was crucified. But there wasn't great emphasis or, or records of her grief. Yeah. We know that she was distraught and grieved. We know that in the word. And we also know that John uh, was assigned, you know, to be her care, mm, yeah. carer, yeah. and to take care of her. And I find that enduring too, that in that point of pain and knowing what was coming and the divine, and he was caught up in the divine purpose of mm, God, yeah. that he said, don't forget my mum. Yeah. Don't forget my mother. Yeah. 
And he said to John, his beloved, um, take care of her. Mm -hmm. I trust you. Um, I know we're going to look at John in a couple of studies time and I love it. We we, we revisit Mary Mm. when we look at John. Um, He becomes almost like a surrogate son naturally on the earth um, after Jesus. But basically, maybe her lordship and her understanding of, of the lordship of Jesus just prepared her for the crucifixion so it didn't destroy her yeah yeah um but she was very certain of his purpose Mm -hmm. and she was very certain of his power we know that biblically Mm -hmm. she was his earthly mother but he was her lord yeah and that to me just gives me great respect for her yes that she was able to put aside her own feelings Mm -hmm. and feelings of entitlement possibly or feelings of proximity um and knew that he was to be shared with the Mm. earth yeah and um i i think that that warrants great respect yeah definitely Yeah. yeah so we know that what god did was that he took a very young a very ordinary a very insignificant woman but he used her in an extraordinary way yeah yeah, we know that. And everything she did was the glory of God. And we hear that a lot in the scripture. Yeah. We're going to look at that in a minute. Um, but she took no privilege or glory for herself, which is why her aid, idol status is so ironic. Yeah. 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 She was very, very good at giving God the glory. Yeah. And um, I just think that's really very, very interesting. So there we go. We're not really bombarded with knowledge of Mary biblically. We know that she was highly favoured. We know that she was very present in all the things that Jesus did. Mm. We know that there isn't a lot of consideration about her humanness, Mm. but yet it all all relates Mm. to Jesus. And some of the greatest things we learn about Jesus actually come through Mm. the moments that he had with her as a mother. Um, and I just thought that was really, really interesting. So what about you? Anything anything else there that you can learn from? Have you heard? I think just that importance in understanding our purpose. Yes. And not getting caught up in the specifics. Yes. So the fact, as you said, that she was his mother, mm. but it was almost like that didn't matter mm. in one element. She'd given birth to him, but it was almost like that's where her... Um, her ownership of him ended yes she understood that actually he belonged to god Mm. and that she was almost just the vessel yes to give birth to him and to watch him grow Mm. and to take that step back from him as a mother and let him go even in the temple yeah where she understood that he's no longer my son in Mm. that respect Mm. he's god's son yes i think that really struck me and just that we have to make sure that we understand our purpose and not get caught up in the semantics of the earthly labels if you want to call them that of you know mother Mm. father friend cousin we just have to know what does god want me to be in this situation Mm. and we know that when we deal with purpose in life um i look back to moses and miriam Mm. and uh and aaron moses miriam and aaron the brother and two sisters um and it's uh, it's it's interesting there that um they had a lot to say didn't they about Moses certainly about who he should marry (laughs) and um, they get very sort of almost um, familiar 
in their opinions of who he should marry because they're his brother and sister. Mm, yeah. But there is a place where our natural familiarity has to bow the knee to mm. the divine purpose. Mm, yeah. And there is a difference between family government and divine government, mm, yeah. natural relationship and divine purpose. Yeah. And I really see that mm, in Mary, mm. that there is, there is, there's not a battle there, is there, for what about me? Mm, you know, yeah, what about mm, me? Yeah. And that we don't hear yeah. that. Um, and so, yeah, there's a lot to consider there, yeah. definitely. Yeah, I think um, I would go back to the point that you said about her being a lady full of grace. Mm full of God's grace and highly favoured mm. and I think I don't often think about that no so so this whole procession if you like from being um, born for such a time as that and impregnated with God's son mm. the grace that must have poured into her at that time yeah to be able to take that seed and let it grow in her body, understanding gradually what God had put within her. Yeah. I I, I want to keep going back to the grace. Well, it's interesting, mm. isn't it? Because we, we take a lot for granted. So can you imagine yourself being 14 mm. and suddenly you're pregnant? Mm, yeah. You know that you haven't had sexual relations yes. to get pregnant. You've had a supernatural experience of being told what's happened. Mm. And then suddenly you have to... You know what happened? Was yeah. there was she rejected in society yeah. because of that? Was yeah. what happened to her parents? Yeah. Did her, were her parents on her case? Yeah. Um, you know, did the finger point at Joseph? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know what happened? But yeah. we don't get told that. No. We don't get caught up in that story, no. do we? No. Um, in, in biblically, mm. and um, so we, you know, that's something I definitely want to know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, me I don't know. I mean, I understand now why we have eternity yes. because I've got lots yeah, of questions. Too many people, people to talk to. <laughs> I've got a list. I've got people I want to talk to. Yeah. I've got my brothers and sisters yeah. that I need to be asking questions of too um, for eternity. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting, and there's yes. so much there, isn't there, then, that we want to know? Yeah. Even like with her other children, mm. how did they feel about her right. relationship with Jesus? Yes. Because, you know, we've said that she spent a lot of time with him, mm. where she was there a lot um, at the events. But how did they feel? Mm -hmm. Were they there? Mm -hmm. But did also. Did they feel like. Yeah. Why did he ask John to look ha take care yeah. of his mother when she had when he had siblings yeah. that were part of 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 who he was? Mm. We don't know, no. and we can't speculate no. about that. Um, but it's good to inquire. Mm. It's yeah. good to yeah. ask questions. Um, but those things that mm. maybe we'll know one day, or maybe we won't. I don't know. But I'm yeah. going to ask. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Okay, let's move on to the last part of our study. And I want us to just um, look at some personal consideration study from Mary. I just want to say to all our listeners, um, there is a free um, printable Bible study notes that comes with each um, study that we do. And you can get that wherever you get this podcast from. So um, that's going to be made available to you. But we want to look now, um, if you like, at some personal considerations. Because 
as we keep saying, the people, the characters of the Bible are just so much more than a great story. Mm. I mean, they are a great story, but they are so much more than just a great story. Um, They're there for our purpose and our growth and and our our education. Um, They are our brothers and sisters. There are people that we will spend eternity with. Um, And their life is just as valid for us now as it was during that time. Mm. We can't look back at people in the Bible and just go, well, that was them and that was then there is principle Mm. and impartation Mm. and learning that we can gather and glean from their lives Mm. and uh, that's what we need to be looking for as we open up the word of god amen so let's just do a quick recap here um let's look at mary mary was a poor virgin from an obscure village Mm. she didn't come from a big city she didn't come from the glitz and glamour she came from a very tiny fishing community Um, She was very humble and she had great acceptance and faith in Jesus and his purpose. And that was at her own cost. So she was more than able to give up her right and Mm. her demand Mm. as a parent. Mm. Um, And that always speaks to me. That that spoke to me big time in this study. Um, She lived a life of great risk and suffering. Uh, Again, we don't know that fully biblically, but just by the nature of the times that she lived in and the fact of who her son was. And also that she was honoured and blessed as the mother of Jesus, but also first as his disciple. Mm. Yeah. Because she was his disciple. Mm. And we know that we talk about the 12 disciples and we will look at all the 12 disciples throughout this study um, at some point. But basically she was a disciple. She was a follower. Yeah. Um, And that's what we we need to remember about her. Yeah. Okay. So some key scriptures to look at Mary would be Matthew 1 verse 18 to 25, uh, Luke 1 verse 26 to 80, and John 19, verse 25 to 27. Yeah. Okay, so that's just a quick background, a quick catch up on that. Yeah. But I want to take a minute here and talk about the the nature of the Bible. And as we start going through this study, and as we start to look at the characters of this Bible, um, we are going to be looking at random people. Um, we're going to be looking at people from the Old Testament and the New. We are going to be looking at disciples and people that we don't even know who their names are. We're yeah. going to be looking at all sorts. Um, but I want to talk about um, quickly some of the issues regarding the people that were around Jesus. So mainly his disciples, but others too. And I want to just quickly uh, bring in some understanding about what we call synoptic gospels. Yeah. Okay. So just to be clear, as we start going through this study, we're going to hear things from the Gospels and we're going to hear different versions. Mm. Okay, so we know that the same stories are in in the Gospels and told by different people. Um, So you are going to find some discrepancies within those stories as we go through our studies. And I just want to take a moment and explain that. Okay, so there is a concept in theology called the uh, synoptic gospels. And so basically, Matthew, Mark and Luke are what we we refer to as the synoptic gospels. And that's mainly because they include many of the same stories and accounts. um, And they're often in similar chronological order. And they have identical terminology and phrasing. So you will find in Matthew, Mark and Luke the same stories told in the same sequence using the same language mm-hmm. okay so it's almost like a repeat yeah. a repetition all right yeah. now john the book of john which is the fourth gospel is not considered synoptic and it's not considered synoptic because it's very distinct 
Okay, so yes, he refers to the same stories, but there are differences in what he's saying. They're not chronological. Um, they're not using the same language, um, and he it, there's a there's a distinct um, authenticity to that. Mm. It's different. Yeah. Okay, um, so for example, in the book of John. Um, or rather in the synoptic gospels Matthew, Mark and Luke Jesus eats the Passover meal before he dies that's how that's recorded yeah. but in the book of John he doesn't okay so yeah. it's not mentioned it's a it's slightly very different variation of the story yeah. um, also in the book of John Jesus dies on a different day right. <laughs> than the synoptic accounts okay so what I don't want us to, to be concerned about as we go through this study is that there is discrepancy mm. because there actually isn't. There is no concern in the authenticity of all these accounts, um, but it just shows the relational observations of each writer, but all are deemed sacred. Mm. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So this is why it's really good to read a specific account in more than one gospel for understanding. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so just to make that clear, the synoptic gospels um, all share the same stories and the same chronological timeline, but the book of John doesn't. And when we hit the study of John, um, that might be explained and mm. why in a, a little bit more detail. Okay, so that's quite a fun mm. study actually yeah. to to look at and compare the yeah. gospels. Um, yeah, that's that. I've quite enjoyed doing that. Okay, so let's finish the study with some questions, some some things to consider. Um, what we want to do is we just don't want to learn about Mary um, and put it on a shelf. Mm -hmm. We want to really consider some of the the attributes of Mary mm -hmm. and her experiences because we want to know how is that relevant to us today yeah so in luke 1 verse 46 to 55 we read the prophetic outpouring of praise by mary and her own mm. words it's sometimes referred to as the the um the psalm of mary mm. or the song of mary mm. it's referred to as that in scripture yeah. but it's basically this long passage of really an outpouring of praise that sh that she writes and it's the most we actually hear from her mm. <laughs> in the word of God. It's just outburst of, mm. of worship. Um, and I suppose really one of the things that we should consider in that is what does that actually tell us about her faith? Mm -hmm. Yeah. What does this speak to us about personally? Yeah. Um, so I won't go into that now because it's, it's like 10, 12 verses, I think. But just consider that from Luke 1, verse 46 to 55. It's a prophetic outburst yeah. of praise by Mary. But what can we learn mm. about our faith through that? Mm. Okay, let's discuss then and go into detail on a few questions. So we know that Mary's praise, this, this song that we've just t talked about in uh, Luke 1, 46 to 55, is really about her soul magnifying mm. the Lord. We mm. hear that terminology a lot yeah. in this passage. So I suppose the question is, how do you think that you can magnify him with your soul? Yes. What do you think magnifying your soul means? My soul magnifies the Lord. And we hear that in a lot in scripture, mm. don't we? It's yeah. not It's not just... Uh, just once. Mm. We hear that a lot. So how do you think your soul can magnify the Lord? I think I would see that as a type of praise mm. that mm. Uh, in 
I almost feel like she's she's wanting to say, my God, you are awesome. Yes. Like we <laughs> might do in praise. Yeah. You know, everything about me worships you, mm. praises you, and literally makes it bigger. Yes. Because mm. I think of a magnifying glass. Yes. Yeah. And that all I want to do is sing of your great praises, yeah. Lord God. So I would... To me, that looks like a, a psalm, mm. perhaps her psalm, her own personal psalm unto the Lord of magnification, of enlarging everything and just saying how wonderful yes. and mighty he is yeah. and how amazing she feels yeah. because mm. she he has put his hand on her, yeah. lowly Mary. Yeah, I yeah. love that. Yeah. And remember, we are talking about the soul, yeah, uh, not the spirit. No. So the soul is our mind, our will, mm. and our, our emotions, our humanness, mm. isn't it? Yeah. And it just speaks to me too about, um, it's just a submission, isn't it? Yeah. It's just saying that my humanness is just going to choose you. Yeah. yeah. And like you said, I love the analogy of putting it under a magnifying mm. glass, that even something that might be simple or small mm. is going to be made big mm. because yeah. of you. Mm. Yeah. And I'm just going to praise you mm. for yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah, I think that that hit me too about that submission and that almost replacing yourself with him mm. in the sense that you understand that your flesh is insignificant yes. in the power of what he could do. It's not enough. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and that it will never be enough yeah. Yeah. compared to even a tiny thing that God could do is more massive than anything yeah. we could ever do. Mm. Yeah. And I just, it's that awesomeness of God mm where you you submit to that and you understand that we yeah. could never do enough yeah. in our own humanness. Yeah. Only God could ever do it. Well, we've all had that moment, haven't we, in God, where you maybe hear a teaching or you hear a worship piece of worship or, you know, something, mm. something big. Mm. And it just expands mm. your whole capacity. Yeah. You somehow get a big picture yeah. of who God is yeah. and what he's, re what he's really portraying mm. to us. And somehow in that moment, you can't consider your problems you can't yeah. consider your weaknesses you can't consider any fears mm. that you may have mm. because they just seem so silly and insignificant yeah. Yeah. as you're standing yeah. in the yeah. awesomeness of god yeah. and that's really to me mm. how i see that yeah. that if we live in a state where our soul magnifies him there is no room mm. for the mm. smallness of mm. us yeah. Yeah. and i think mary got that down to a t yes. Yes. and i i really love the fact it's no surprise really is it i don't think that she was chosen um, that, that that she was that she was the one who who wrote the the whole song about uh, magnifying mm. him because that's actually mm. what she did yes. she she had this child mm. and immediately that child became about mankind not yeah. about being yes. her yeah Yes. and not by being her child and yeah. she gave that up yeah. willingly yeah. Yeah. she didn't put a demand on that um, well you're my child you need to come home for Christmas you need to come <laughs> home for birthdays you know I need yeah. you here what about me you yeah. know it, there was none of that yeah. well not that we know it wasn't yeah. recorded mm. but yet she was happy to give him to the world yeah. um, and to and to have her portion yeah. which was to yeah. be around him and to walk out mm -hmm. his life and um, to be there at his death and his, yes. and his birth, mm. yeah. uh, the birth and the death yes. and the resurrection. Yeah. And to be part of, of the legacy of the early church. Mm. And um, wow, I mean, mm. that's that's more than your humanness yes. could ever, yeah. as a mother could demand, couldn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah, I love that. 
Okay, what about this then? Let's consider to finish about the elevation and reverence that's been given to Mary by man-made religiosity. Mm. We talked a bit about that in the study, didn't we? And why do you think we, the humans, have the tendency to elevate people who are used in extraordinary ways by God? Because that happens, doesn't it? Mm. Um, So when we see people who are used by God who are blessed by God, there is a natural human tendency to then worship them. Yeah. Yes. Um, so what, what do you th- why do you think that is? What can we learn from that? Why do we elevate people and worship people who've been touched by God or who do extraordinary things in God? Mm. Wow. That's <laughs> a big question. question. Chunky question. Yeah. I think that part of it maybe has to do with we see them as being different to ourselves right in a way so you almost think that they must have had something that we don't Mm. because they were blessed right and therefore it's almost a um a wrong mentality of thinking that we're not worthy of that right so we almost put ourselves under them Mm. interesting wow my thought is a little bit different in that a lot of people find it hard to believe in God because they can't see him. Mm, good point. Um, yeah. And Jesus mm. because they can't see him. But perhaps it makes it easier for some people to worship an idol or a, a statue. Yes. Or give homage to, well, golden statues all yeah. through the Bible. Um, it, it It's a means to an end. But it's not the end. Right. It's the wrong end mm. because it's something you can go and pat or stroke or I don't know what they do. Give offerings to. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. But how does that actually change your life? Yeah. Whereas we believe something different. Yes. Um, and we believe in something that you can't see but yeah. you can have a relationship mm. with. You just... I mean, so. to me, what I mean, I agree with both of you, I think, on, on elements mm. of that. And it's just it's just almost like that you get obsessed with the gift, mm. not the yeah. giver. Yeah. Yes, Absolutely. you get obsessed yes. with what he's done yes. rather than who he is. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, you think about uh, where statues cry and all these mm. things that that people believe mm. in. Um, that it just gives them an opportunity to maybe be okay to believe something outside yeah. of their own knowledge yeah. and understanding. Yeah. Um, so we do have to be careful, though, don't we, that when we see God using people, that we don't elevate them mm. into wrongful positions mm. and put them on pedestals yeah. because they are just vessels. They yeah. are just being blessed. Yeah. They are just they are not the giver of that grace. And what, of course, we have to be careful of is that we don't then make that a commodity mm. where we where we gain um, where we gain from giving what we've received Mm, and that's why freely we've been given freely we must receive or the other way around I think (laughs) freely we've received freely we must give oh I don't know I'll check Um, but you see what I'm saying we just sometimes what's been given to us freely we can't sell and we can't get the fame and glory for and we just need to remember that he is the almighty Mm. we've just learnt that haven't we the one who needs to be magnified and that all things come from him and not to mistake the recipient Mm. as being the one that we need to worship so we mustn't uh, be impressed by the giftings Mm. or by the grace or by the blessings but we are always impressed by him (laughs) the giver 
and um, we don't want to get caught up in that Mm. no um to finish with then mary was blessed we know that she was blessed amongst women um but what's your personal understanding of being blessed what does being blessed mean to you i think when i think of being blessed i almost put that next to responsibility Mm. because i think when you when you are blessed there's an element of now being responsible for something yeah that you know i it reminds me of um work out your salvation with fear and trembling yes that when you have a blessing you it's your responsibility then to work that out Mm. and to be responsible for that and to carry that carefully and not to become complacent in it or to think you know yes I'm blessed right this is it <laughs> but it almost brings that humility back in right of right God what what do you actually want me to do with this what is this for who is this for yeah and to almost in a way put yourself back in prison yeah to work out with God's help mm. what's the next step mm. that you want for me yeah that it actually takes us or it should take us away from ourselves mm. and back to God in that we understand that the blessing could only ever come from him. Yeah. yeah. So it's a gift from him, but we yeah. have to steward that correctly. Right. Oh, I totally agree. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. We need to walk carefully, don't yes. we? Yeah. Not in fear. No. Um, but in respect. Yes. yes. Yeah, and humbly as well. Yeah, definitely. Like Just like Mary said. did. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And and I think I'd put alongside that um, purposed, mm. that my life has a purpose. Yes. And it's not about me. It's about what he has created me to be yeah. who he has created mm. me to be and that I fulfill that purpose then I am blessed mm. Mm. definitely I mean my concept of being blessed is that I'm walking with him I'm yeah. close mm. and in one sense um, oh, and I don't know how really how to say this but I suppose in one sense I don't really care what the outworking of that mm. blessing is yeah. or what it looks mm. like it's just the feeling of proximity to mm. him and that definitely makes me feel very yeah. grateful. Yeah. And um, I just love the fact that there is so much emphasis in, in the scripture about Mary mm. as her being one who was with them. Yeah. And, you know, that was not uncommon. There were women disciples as well as, mm. as men. Um, but And they had functions within that society and that system. But you just get a sense that she was favored mm. and looked after yeah, yeah. and respected yeah and i do love that and i find it also very interesting though but understandable that there is no dialogue in the word about anybody speaking to her about wow you're the mother yeah. of jesus yeah. and i just think that that's really really interesting mm. that she would not give off that energy yeah. um but yet her humility always directed people to jesus yes. not to herself yeah. or to her relationship with him mm. yeah okay well i just think that's been a fascinating study yeah, and definitely. remember that um some of these things that we've talked about today are totally biblical of course because that's our truth it's infallible but there are other things that have been brought into our study for us to consider Mm. yes um um, regarding the culture and the behavior of the time um okay well i really hope you've uh, you've enjoyed um looking at mary the mother of jesus with us and don't forget to check out the rest of our studies in this series as we look at what we can learn but also uh who these people were because they are our brothers and sisters in Christ and we get to spend eternity with them (laughs) until next time bye bye